Hi guys, welcome back to Source of Light. I'm your host Kayla. Today we're going to be in Genesis again. We're going to be in Genesis 31:42. So let's go ahead and jump in to the verse. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham and the father of Isaac had not stuck with me, you would have sent me off penniless. But God saw the fix I was in and how hard I had worked and last night rendered his verdict. Now this is a story of Jacob and Laban, right? Laban had made Jacob work for him for decades so that uh, Jacob could take his two daughters home. Jacob loved Rachel, right? He thought that she was the most beautiful thing he's ever seen and needed her and wanted her and wasn't leaving until he got her, right? But in the way that Laban's country did it, they had to give the older daughter to the man first and so Jacob had to serve for seven years and marry Leah and have children with her and then he could have Rachel but then he still had to work and he still had to work and he was being conned and 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 just so manipulated by Laban right but I love this part of the verse um by that Jacob said he said but God saw the fix I was in and how hard I worked and last night rendered his verdict because it just emulates that God our father is always watching and analyzing and he's perfectly orchestrating your life in the most articulate way even when you think nobody's watching you no one is there for you no one is helping you he is always there watching he's taking stock of your behavior your actions your faith and aligning with you with what you need through his favor so keep doing the right thing press on galatians 6 9 do not be weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up, if we do not surrender because we don't feel like we're being heard just because it doesn't seem like it's producing any results. If you press on, you keep being consistent and you keep doing what God says to do and you do it well and you do it powerfully and you do it boldly and you do it courageously, even when it's producing nada, literally nothing. John 15, 9 says, as my father has loved me and I have loved you, now remain in my love. Remain, remain, remain. And remain just really means to remind. Remind yourself constantly of who he is and how much he loves you and how much he cares for you. And just hold him accountable. God is so proud of your growth and he and and he wants to make you ready for revelation he wants to make you ready for elevation he wants to make you ready for evolution he wants to make you ready for prosperity and the more you stitch yourself to him and the closer you get to his light by remaining in his love as it says in john 15 9 right the fathers love me i have loved you now remain in my love because in this consistency you become all the more fruitful you become more protected you become more powerful you become untouchable and so there's nothing quite like being protected by the most high God. But the truth of the matter is that he's always watching. He's always guiding. He's always loving. Even when you feel distant from him or that there is no more hope, he's right alongside you. In fact, the good news of Psalms 121, 5 through 6 is the Lord watches over you. He is your shade at your right hand. The sun cannot harm you by day nor the moon by night. Trust him he loves you he wants you he chose you again my favorite part of the verse but god saw the fix i was in and how hard i had worked and last night rendered his verdict that means god made up his mind god saw who i was god saw what i was doing and he decided i'm the one and i'm gonna save you 
and I'm going to protect you. Not because I have to, not because I need to, but because I want to, because I love you. Now, I know that God watches me in the storm because I remember, again, as I talked about a couple episodes ago, Matthew 14. Jesus went up on the mountainside to be in prayer as he watched his disciples in the storm on the sea. He knew where they were because he sent them into it. And he knew they were up against because he sent them into it. And that brings me hope. He knew where they were. He knew that they were going to be in some trouble. But he also knew who he was. And he also knew who he had with him. And that's what matters the most. You need to know who God says that you are. The minute you know who God says you are, you become untouchable. You become powerful and kingdom starts roaring. Because when you finally declare who God says you are, life changes forever. Right? You can know that no matter what you're up against, what you're facing... God's watching right now and he is present. He's your favorite, most proud fan. He is your biggest audience. He claps the loudest. He screams the loudest. He jumps up and down the loudest. He gets so excited. If we simply follow the command of Philippians 4, 6 through 7, do not be anxious for anything, but by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your request known to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This will set you free from the hardship in which you've had to endure and will greatly impact your life by setting yourself free from the burdens that once diminished your worth and your perception of your competence because it is in the realm where you can finally be at peace and still. Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight your battles for you. You need only to be still. Because you remember who is fighting your battle. There are two great examples of the Lord where... David is getting ready to go against Goliath and all he has are five smooth stones. He's rejected Saul's offering of his armor. And David says to the army in, and David says to the army, all of you gathered here today are going to see that it is not by spear or sword that the Lord saves. This is the Lord's battle. Showing us that, yeah, you guys, the Israelites and the Philistines, you guys are right. I cannot fight this battle alone. You're right. That's great because guess who's battling? God and Goliath. That's his battle. He just wanted to see if David would show up and have faith enough to trust God in his commandments. God is looking for the one person who will come out of the boat like Peter did for Jesus in Matthew 14, 28. There were 11 disciples in the boat, guys, besides Peter. There were 12 disciples total, but 11 disciples sat in the boat and watched Peter get out out every single one of them could have gotten out but peter did leaving 11 there one on the water one with jesus he's at your service god he's willing to step he was willing to step out and say i'm here god i'll come i'll come on a word the 11 others disciples are asking how but when but where but why but but like what are we going to do but how god says stop worrying I am. Exodus 3.14. Moses. My name is I am. Right? This is this is coming from when God's telling Moses to go get the Israelites out of Egypt. And Moses is like, me? You want me to go against Pharaoh? I'm a stutterer. How am I going to do this? How am I? Blah, 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 blah. And God says, Moses, 
My name is I am. Everywhere, in everything, and in everyone. Are you willing to trust him in all the unknowns and yet still follow Exodus 14, 14? You need only to be still because the Lord's going to fight your battles. Can you consciously know that Jesus is fighting for you every single day of your life? He's with you every step of the way. Just, just turn to him. Make your request known. Pester him. Isaiah 62, 6 through 7. Pester God. Be annoying. Make it clear what you need. Make it clear what he promised. Make it clear what he's done. Let him know. Praise him. Raise the hallelujah. Learn that he is at your side. Holding your hand and giving you the momentum to break free and soar the open sky. My trust is not in the tree branch, guys. It's not in the tree trunk. It's not in the tree roots. It's not in the tree leaves. It's not on the twigs. My trust is in my wings. My God-given wings that will carry me wherever I need to be. When I need to be there. How I will accomplish it. What I will accomplish. Why I accomplish it. The only answer I need to constantly remind myself is who. Remaining in consistency in God's light is simply just reminding myself who God is every single time something tries to disturb that peace. 2 Corinthians 10.5 We demolish arguments and every pretension that, sells itself, that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Remember that how and who are the same three letters, but it's just a different focus. It's a different reconfiguration of the word. Let them ask who. Let the world ask how. You ask who. Because who answers every other question. How only sets you deeper into fear, but who sets you free. Thank you guys so much for listening. I wish you the best. And I hope that you know how valuable and important you are to the kingdom. Put your focus on the light. It'll set you free. Bye, guys.